Uh, good afternoon, everyone. We are truly in this together. To get, to get, to get, to get together. And the only way we will get through this is by all of us working together. Each of of you doing your part you, you must stay at home all right everyone welcome back welcome back to the you must stay at home period podcast featuring yours truly Chuck the Buck uh, we also have Karen with the hard end. What's And last but not least, brother from another mother, Cephas. Well, what you say now, Buck? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess to kick things off, uh, did you guys see that? That well, if you're offended by West Coast rap. That um, that video of Joe Biden uh, playing "Fuck the Police." I mean that doctored video, right? That doctored video. Yes. Um, I thought that was just so funny that somebody that conservatives are just so. I think it was. Uh, what I think is more ridiculous is him. Pit. What did he? What was he really playing? Desperado. He was. Yeah, he was actually playing Despacito. Despacito. It's Hispanic Heritage Month, and he was in Florida somewhere for. Uh, why, why couldn't he just have that pumped over the PA system? That I so didn't understand. Right. I didn't understand that, but Luis Fonzi, who sings that song, apparently had just introduced him. But yeah, why that wasn't just part of the presentation, I don't know. He wanted to show us he had it on his phone, on yeah, his Spotify. So. He so. said, hold up. If he oh, gets elected, we're going to be getting those uh, Joe Biden playlists. Playlists? Like uh, Barack gets us. You know, his playlists all Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. Jimmy let's, Buffett. Let's, let's not hate on the Beach Boys. I do like the Beach Boys. We know you do. Don't like them. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's good music. It's classic American pop. Come on. Come on. All right. So, but yes, that was funny. They doctored it. Oh, my God. All you the guys, kids in my class like to sing that stupid ass song. When it was well, that, that was, that was like a, that was like the Beach Boys equivalent of the uh, Temptations, Treat Her Like a Lady. Late stage, <laughs> 1980s, try to, you know, let's revive our career, get the band back together kind of thing. So you can't judge them by um, Kokomo. You gotta judge them by the good shit, you know, just the old stuff. Do yourself a favor and just Google now, now I gotta listen Boys, to, Greatest Hits. I listen to 20 oh, minutes thanks. of crap music to uh, get that stupid <laughs> Kokomo song on my head. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. We appreciate your musical contribution. Can you hit the falsetto? Oh, my Lord. And how about, 
Speaking of music, how about your boy Kanye peeing on his uh, Grammy? <sighs> what to do about Kanye? Damn, that was that was out there. I'm all for a stunt and doing something over the top and bizarre, but that one threw me. I don't know what to make of that one. I hope Kanye gets the help that he needs. He's about to. Uh, completely make him relegate himself to the dustbin of, of pop history. Uh, that's I'm not going to be able to rock with him much longer if he keeps doing stuff like that. Yeah, I've been done with him for a while. I'm trying to hang in there with him. I'm trying to hang in there with him, but uh, he is making it very difficult. That was like, oh, okay. I, you know, th at first I thought well, maybe it was he was just simulating it or, you know, another deep fake, like the Biden thing. But I looked at it for a while and I'm like, that is, he is actually urinating on his Grammy and it is in the toilet. <laughs> and why? So does anybody know why? Uh, he's going through those contract negotiations with his Warner Masters. Universe. I saw that, but you need to it's on the Grammys. What I what I found interesting was that that morning on the news I was watching BBC for once in the morning, and one of the big stories was Kim Kardashian, and they named a few other celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio, pledged to boycott social media for 24 hours. And I said, oh shit, we know Kanye, she's expecting Kanye to do some crazy shit today. And then lo and behold, pissing on his Grammy and then all of this tweets of screenshots of his contract negotiations and my own care. Like the contract negotiation about. pictures, like that's the kind of like, that's in the realm of stuff that is like out there, but an acceptable stunt. Yeah, that's a, a cry for... Uh, for yeah. With the, with the live video of the piss stream. Yeah, I'm actually. like, why is he... Yeah, I, I was like, you know, such poor taste. Right. You, and, 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 you know, when I, I looked at it for a second, I'm like... In the midst of a presidential run, a day. Right. You have <laughs> to go, like, out of your way to even set that up, that, get the camera angle just right, and it was a lot involved in that and, and to what, you know, to what end. Okay. I mean, even if you think of it, you know, you're like, nah, I can't do no stupid shit like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very, that's the very next thought, you know, whenever I've thought about doing some, something that stupid. But, um, Have you thought about doing something in that ballpark? That was, that was fun. Well, well, I know that you didn't just think about it. You probably just went in and did it. At least I stopped myself from doing stuff like that. Me? Mm-hmm. Me? I'm not, a, I'm not a, a stunt maker. Too chicken for that kind of stuff. Because I don't like consequences. So you're, hey, you know what? I know you're going to be sad. Your hero, NeNe Leakes, is leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta. Come on and get this. Is this thing on? Honey, come on and get this. Honey, come on and get you this. Honey, come on and get this. It's me, me, Honey, me. Come on. Hey, you guys. It's
It's Nene. How long has that show been on? Like uh, longer than, least... you know what longer than it probably should have been yeah yeah i mean it started in 08 and it's it's really fascinating that 12 years that they um that this is the 13th season of it and i mean i'll be i'll be honest with this with the audience it's a it's a go-to pleasure show for me but you know i mean some seasons i've just flat out missed but at any rate, I mean, she's one of—I mean, she's really the the one of the main reasons why the show uh, blew up and, and got so popular. No, she All is the main reason, right? Um, I couldn't see anyone else really carrying that show. I, mm-hmm. All the other characters either came, went, like like Shrey Whitfield came and then she left, and then came back, and they added Candy. But yeah, nobody could have. Um, really got their foot in the door for that show like that that first season was was essential that's what really got people into it and to keep I don't think I've seen the first season I've like dipped in and out over the years I haven't watched it at least five or six years but uh, yeah last time I watched Cynthia Bailey was mm-hmm. getting married like I watched that one and one of the waiters at her uh, wedding or the reception was a guy I used to hang out with <laughs> when I lived there, but uh, I was like, oh, that's, that's but um, yeah, I haven't watched since then, and you know, NeNe and uh, Don't Be Tardy for the Party were the only reasons I watched. Oh yeah, Kim. Yeah, every, yeah. Everybody else was like, okay, you know, that's, that's cool, but not that interesting. Um, Kim, so. Kim, Kim Zosiak with, mm-hmm. the, with the young husband. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, Good on Nene that she stayed long enough to let them make some money because that's it for it now. I don't see them being able to replace someone with, you know, replace her with a star. Um, I mean, Nene like encapsulates Atlanta, you know, like she's the essence of Black Atlanta. At least she was in Oz. Yeah, all the all the ostentatious. Yeah. Um, show off of, yeah. of wealth that, that black folks really don't got. Right. Yeah. The thing, the the essence of Atlanta that I hate about the city, which is the reason I, I left running. Um, I can't stand all that that fakery, but you know, but for what it is, she encapsulates it and she does it well, and I say more power to her. So best of luck to her, whatever her next chapter is. Yeah, I mean, Steve is probably Noah. Sorry, see, because did I yeah, talk probably. about somebody who's a good friend of yours? <laughs> probably. I don't know anything about the show. Sorry. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <Motherfucker>, you, know. <laughs> you know, I I I was a fan of the show, and I don't know what Nene Leakes brought to the show, but or uh, something about her. She just had that charismatic energy that was the glue for that specific show. Because you're right, without her, it doesn't seem like the show could last long but I the last ep- season that I watched I don't remember her really being on there as much so maybe it can uh, it already last got without established. it already got established by then what is, it, it wouldn't have what, is there a reason she's leaving uh, I don't know it doesn't I I, I watched the, her statement um, but um, I should have finished it I didn't I didn't watch all the statements she was thanking Bravo and stuff like that, but 
she might not even been clear as as far as what she's doing. I mean, she said she got she the bag. That's all. She, that she was not fired from the show. So yeah, well, she got the bag. Twelve seasons, thirteen seasons. So mm-hmm. you know, do something else. The, like Nene was able to parlay that into a few other things. You know, endorsements and things like that. I believe so. On bigger and better things. Man, I, I know that that this really probably uh, burned you up, Karen. It made you, you know, refueled any hate you had for the brothers, but Chris Chris Rock blamed liberals for COVID response. What the hell was that? AKA so disappointed. Democrats. So disappointed. So disappointed. He said, um, the gist of it was that he said the COVID response of the Trump administration would not have been as abjectly miserable uh, as abject failure as it turned out to be if the Trump administration hadn't been distracted by uh, the impeachment. Mm. And that's the biggest biggest tub of bullshit ever. And disappointed to see him say something like that. Trump administration was not distracted by impeachment. He was not going to lift a finger to do anything impeached or not nothing would have changed the uh inaction that they took they just did not care and you, and, you would, care. and you know you would think that trump would have thought of that himself yeah well you know they they did try that initially you know it was like oh he was busy but with impeachment distracted they tried it but nobody bought it that's why i'm like what the hell is chris rock doing coming up with this six months later we had already debunked this back in March. Everybody already said, oh, impeachment, and said, no, no, that's not it. So disappointed in him. Um, I don't know, has he come out as Republican now? Is that, is that, the, is that what this is about? No, I thought he, I thought he was doing a town hall or something with the, with Biden and Kamala and some and and uh, a bunch of people. I, that was the other thing that I saw. I didn't even bother to read exactly what statement was and how with the context of it had to have been because it had to have been taken out of context um, I hope so yeah but I don't know I have yeah. no input but he is doing some thing with the Democratic National Party to elect Biden in the coming future I'm sure we'll hear more about it coming up or even apologies or clarification and in sports Hey, 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 Cephas, halftime uh, score is... I have the game on. You have it on? Okay, I thought you weren't yeah. going to watch any of it. So I'm not yeah, watching I it. I figured I would let you fuck know. Joe Buck. Joe, I know your dad would be very proud that you're following in his footsteps. Because tonight, we're announcing that you are the recipient of this year's Pete Rosell Award for 2020. Making the Bucks the first father and son to ever do so. Congratulations, Joe. Welcome to Canton. Goddamn Troy Aikman too. Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman always, especially if it's a quarterback, quarterback fucks up, he'll always blame the position player, the uh, skill position player. He'll always blame the receiver or the or the running back. Uh, not all the time. If it's somebody like Cam Newton, he won't. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me clarify that. If it's a white quarterback, he will definitely go to blame. Oh, he just ran the wrong route, and the and the, and the, the ball clearly sailing. 
<laughs> and overthrown. You know, or um, I mean, there, there was a there was a drive just now where um, your man uh, Baker Mayfield rolled out to the right, and so he's you know being pass rush, so he's way behind the line of scrimmage. So he gets outside of the tackle box and throws the ball into the ground. And so they reviewed this, and it got nowhere near the line of scrimmage. Intentional grounding, lost it down. And there was a later play where, um, where was his name? Either Joe Buck or, or Aikman blamed that drive on another player when they lost it down in 10 yards from the spot of the foul. I don't, I don't understand how you can watch it with the audio on. Listening to <laughs> I mean, anywho, how... How about the Big Ten caving and coming in and, re, and and starting their season, planning on playing eight games, eight games of football. And apparently all the other sports in the Big Ten said, well, what about us? If you guys are going to let football play, so they're reviewing that as well. So what do you guys think of that? <laughs> so everybody, after everybody's season was canceled, now everybody's season is about to be reinstated. That will not end well. Um, I like I said, I'm disappointed because I'm just kind of disappointed with the country's inability to make any kind of sacrifice. Like, you can't sacrifice the littlest fucking thing now. You can't go without football. You can't go without. You can't go wearing a mask. Like, well, oh listen, that that shows restaurants. You how, that that shows you how good good stuff you know how good stuff really was. Oh, well, yeah. man, you know what it also is? Not the attorney general, not America's black attorney general, as Al Sharpton says, Ben Crump. Not him, not black America's attorney general. I'm talking about America's attorney general, William Barr. He compared this shelter in place to slavery. And yeah, you know what? Yeah. You know what? He's right. America. <laughs> All of our ancestors were basically sheltered in place. Sheltered in place. They were sheltered we're differently, is what he said. I think his quote was, they were they were restrained differently, but it was almost like that, is what he said. Something. I... Mm. Yeah, well, that, um, like I said, you know, as far as when you, when, you know, you look at the, the, pol- the, the polls that those two uh, events represent, you know, the Big Ten caving on their season and now having to review all their other uh, sports uh, for their whether they can play this season and Bill Barr at the other end, you know, claiming that a national shutdown is the same as slavery. Slavery? Um, every time I think of that statement, I just have to pause and go, wow. Um, I just... I don't know. I mean, we are in a, you know, it, it, the, the country is in a hot mess right now. We had almost 7 million COVID cases, 200,000 deaths. And, you know, these people are running around, you know, pitchforks at the, at the gate for college football and equating having to wear a mask or stay home and not be able to go to Applebee's on Fridays to slavery. It's just... It's disappointing. Yeah, it's not like they shut down Applebee's. You can still get their food. 
even but but should you be able to get their food like in europe and in china it was just shut down it weren't you know Fuck takeout, fuck carry out, right? You don't need it. That's the problem. Is that everybody's so fucking spoiled and it's over here, and there it's totally done. Right? There's no and worries and exactly in, no. Yeah, nearly all of Asia except for India, right? Which, which is now also number refuses, two. Right? Also, you know, like Brazil and the U.S. refuses to take the necessary measures to actually get it under control. But I just, you know, I don't, I don't. You know, while things were shut down uh, where I live, and it was like, you know, an actual real shutdown for uh, two months or so, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, yes, it's a bummer, right? Not being able to go out to the store to go to eat or travel, whatever. But I live. It's not that big a sacrifice to go a, a season without football. Everybody is just acting like, oh my God, we will die if we can't eat it out. Lame to me. So, you know, good luck to them. I don't, you know, uh, I don't want anybody to get it hurt, but stupid. I mean, what they got, see, the thing is that they got Little League and high school playing in certain areas. They're like, well, shit, why can't we play? Yeah. Well, they're going to, right, they're going to try to pull this off by doing what the NFL is doing, which is test everybody every day, twice a day, or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, even that represents a, uh, is emblematic of a problem with the United States' COVID response in that we never got a national testing program together. Had we got a national testing program together, that was that would have been another way. If you didn't want to do a total shutdown, you could have just done massive, massive testing to, you know, I, to find those cases, find those positive cases and get those people isolated and contact trace. So there was so many different ways this could have been approached where it didn't have to be this all-out disaster. You know, that, I'm a, I'm a segue into the vaccine issue since we're talking about COVID. I'll, but I'll, I'll, one, one, one thing before you do that. Okay. That, uh, what you're proposing, that plan would have would have taken leadership to do that. Yeah, right. And so that's, that's one thing we're missing kind of in and the that, and Right, which, which, okay, well then I'll segue back to Chris Rock in that place. What the hell is he talking about that the uh, impeachment distracted Trump from responding to COVID? Because again, the impeachment was over. Right, it was over, and there was nothing. Trump was not, he's not a leader. He was not going to do anything different. I mean, the man got up there and, and he doesn't know, he barely can read. So, how was he going to lead on anything? What did he say? Uh, Thailand, when he was reading Thailand on the, on the teleprompter? I mean, his, I mean, his um, his leadership skills are just are akin to are akin to the person who say you live in a house with four or five people, and you don't want to be the last person to drink the last drop of juice, so you just put it back in there with just a swallow. Yes. And don't right. say anything. No, he doesn't have leadership skills. That's why he has run <laughs> his own company into the ground, what, six times? How many times mm-hmm. he declared bankruptcy? Six, six or seven yeah. times? He yeah. bankrupted the casinos. I mean, this is the man who inherited um, $100 million. I, I, I think Fred was worth about $400 million split you know, amongst all the kids. Donald Trump would be unequally. richer. <laughs> right, unequally because he cheated. Um, his siblings out of their their um, uh, share. Donald Trump would be richer if he had just taken what he inherited and put it 
and, and, and invested it or, or saved it, then he is, is from quote unquote being an entrepreneur and a businessman and those stupid hotels and casinos and golf courses. He lost so, more money than he made. So so what happened with the with the um the vaccine news? So the thing about the vaccine, you know, as it relates to everything we're talking about, the Big Ten and Chris Rock and the COVID response as a whole, is that this is being, this is now, we're now into this phase with the vaccine um, and we're, you know, slowly making progress on that front, but it's going, it's being bungled as we speak, right? Uh, the trials are being rushed, the human trials, uh, those phases uh, are being rushed. Donald Trump is promising that there's going to be a vaccine in like four weeks before the uh, before the election. I mean, this is mid-September and he's promising a vaccine before the election, even though they haven't done phase three trials. Not only that, but he's saying there'll be enough for um, 100 million Americans in the beginning and it'll be then it'll be you know somehow magically available to every american who wants one right now all of the experts are saying when you roll out a vaccine because you're not going to have enough this is this is a two vac two dose vaccine that this requires so you got to have 600 million doses of whatever this vaccine turns out to be to cover the, the entire population so the experts are saying well okay if you're only going to have 100 million to begin with uh, you're going to have to roll that out in a hierarchy to people who are, you know, first responders. It's a risk. Right. Yeah, no, what, risk what about or, the, uh, the side effects? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Like the, the whole thing term. is being bungled. He's just like, I'm going to say whatever I need to say so that you vote for me. And I tell you that we did a great job on, on the COVID response and, you know, the facts be damned. So he's promising this thing will be ready. The CDC director is saying it won't be ready until the fall of next year. And he said there'll be enough for- That sounds uh, about like right. The, right. Exactly, right. He says the On CDC the director end. says that there'll be enough for the high-risk pool by April, 2021, and then enough for the general population by September, fall of 2021. But Trump is saying, no, it's gonna be ready in, in four weeks, four or five weeks. So. You're, you know, so they're creating all of this um, uncertainty and all of this chaos around the vaccine so that nobody's gonna know whether it's trustworthy if he's still in office. And then what? Then you're gonna have people, you know, you're gonna have MAGA, you know, it's just, it's gonna be a clusterfuck because some of MAGA is gonna take it because Donald Trump's name is on it. And then some of MAGA is gonna say they don't need it because Trump vaccine. Farmer. The, right, right. Trump, Trump vaccines, um, and then some of MAGA's gonna say they don't need it because the virus is a hoax anyway, and it's just the flu. And then you know, on the left, is anybody gonna trust it? And the CDC, you know, the Trump administration already um, ruined the CDC to the point where they uh, botched the creation of a coronavirus test in the in the uh, winter right that was part of the reason the the virus was able to spread on the ground was because uh the world health organization said here's a test for this uh, for this virus and the united states said no 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 we don't need it we'll make our own but then they botched it 
And, you know, the Trump administration is putting pressure on the CDC to not report the actual number of cases and where they actually are and, and not report the deaths. And there's just so much chaos around it that this vaccine thing is, we're on the precipice of a disaster with that. Can you imagine what it's like in 2021 where people are completely fed up with staying indoors? They're going back out, come hella high water, school is starting again, everybody's going back to the office, and the virus is still circulating in, in, to some degree, and some people are vaccinated, some people are not vaccinated, and you know, it, it just, you know, there's a shortage of vaccines, I mean, like there was a shortage I mean, of tests, it's just crazy. I mean, you're assuming it's gonna work. Well, that's exactly, exactly right. That assumes, that, that hypothetical scenario assumes that it actually is an effective vaccine. You know, what happens if they roll it out and they find out, oh, it doesn't work or it makes, even worse, it makes people sick, you know, in a way that they hadn't figured. So, you know, then what, it's just, it's a nightmare. And so, you know, when you when you step back um, and zoom out, or pull out, if you will, to the big <laughs> picture. To the big picture, um, you. I can't help but get the well, sense that, that that's we what, are that's, wit- what, that's what Trump is trying to do. Back yes, up, pull it is. Out and, it is. It and, very uh, much is. Right? November third, and <laughs> it gets his way, then it's all good. So you know, it's. Um, and the only reason why is because he doesn't want to be arrested. Right. Because there's a very strong likelihood that he will. He doesn't really want to be president again. He mm-hmm. would love it if he could just exit peacefully. Right. But well, he could he could defect to Russia. I don't know why he won't do that. Go by the Vladimir Putin. But you know, I can't help but feel like with every you know, you take all of these headlines together, and if you are you know a social media um, junkie like most of us are. You know, you're seeing all these different stories and these headlines, people are losing their minds, you know, all this all this chaos. And you can't help but feel like you are witnessing the decline of the empire. Mm-hmm. You know, like the American empire is done, the sun is setting on it, and, you know, game over. Uh, and so it's just, I, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I look at, you know, all of the headlines on Twitter or in the New York Times or on the news. And it's just like, can we even ever get back to normal? Like I mean, really? In the sense that, you know, uh, what we grew up with as normal? But this this country is just too goddamn greedy. So a decline of an empire does not, you know, surprises nobody. And it's, you know, of course, people in other countries actively rooting for that, but mm-hmm. people are just too, too fucking greedy, man. I mean, I, I could see having a, you know, like we have a, a capitalist system, but also have, you know, use accumulated tax dollars to benefit more than just the, the prison and military industrial complexes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, these, you know, CEOs are very, to me, are very un-American for, I mean, I can see wanting to save some money and I guess double your profit sending some of your manufacturing overseas, but all of it, you know, where, you know, they just completely cut the rug out from under people. And um, and you have a lot of people here that that still think that they're going to be, they're just temporarily not millionaires. So it's just too much of that and and nobody wants to. Yeah, so when you say greed, 
it's not greedy because there are plenty of poor people in this nation. The, the great majority of the nation is poor. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Well, only a few, that, that's what I'm getting at. Only a few people have all the money and everybody's, uh, it seems like the majority of people that aren't even very wealthy are still on board with that shit. Well, that's, that's the that's the sickness of you know white supremacy white privilege it is and that's what i mean is like you know look at the list of stuff topics that i sent you all this afternoon some of this stuff you can't come back from you know like the ice hysterectomies yeah let's, you're gonna, let's, and 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 those you know break, breaking those families apart you're going to owe reparations for that right and what is that going to look like when those people press their claim, their rightful claim for reparations from the American government from tearing their families apart and forced sterilization and, you know, and, and God knows what else, when you haven't addressed Black America's claim for reparation? You know, how do you come back? They've been doing this kind of kind of shit for years. It's, I mean, I was watching, you know, somebody's YouTube commentary on it, and they were kind of, I mean, they're, you know, they're white, liberal, whatever, and they were kind of soft-pedaling it. Well, I can't really say it's an all-out eugenics thing or anything else. Like, that's been the M.O. Of, for some people and their agenda in this country for a long time, for generations. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, beyond the, beyond the pale that, that they would, you know, perpetrate the same exact behavior they were doing in the 30s, 40s, 20s, 10s. Exactly. And, and, and before. And that's and what I mean. There, there used to be, you know, for all of the the ugly things that we yeah, they were um, hidden. attributed they really... to our government, there used to be some things that seemed like they were beyond the pale, right? Like they weren't for sterilizing immigrants in the 80s and 90s. You know, and now you got neo-Nazis or Nazis, you know, white out white nationalists and Nazis in, in the White House. How do you recover from that? How do you get back to, how do you get any of your, your standing or your reputation back? Well, I think you could, I think they are getting a, the reason why, uh, the news this week about how the Latino community is growing support for Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah, it makes me they, feel like a lot of the way that they're right. the way that the way that <laughs> which which gives me an answer to your question. Where do you how do you how can you come back from that? Because they don't see themselves like that, and maybe a generation in they'll say, "Oh, I'm white. I'm not Latino. Maybe that was my parents." And shit, those people won't be having kids because they're sterilized. I, well, two, that just, two I, I mean. Complaint. Oh, sorry. Did it cut out? Go ahead. Say that again. No, I'm saying that those people, their descendants won't have a complaint to lodge to collect some sort of reparation or apology because they're sterilized and they won't have any descendants. And then the rest of the people will say, well, I'm white anyway. I'm, you know, I'm from, I'm, I may be from Mexico, but we're from Spain, really. Right. And we're really white, and I identify as Caucasian um, of like I'm white Hispanic, and yep. I'm voting for Donald Trump, and I am politically there. I don't give a shit. I'm a bootstrap person, and if you can't do it, just like I did, well, my people did it. They well, can come com- back from that. They don't care. I mean, they're comfortable being 
They know they can be white supremacy adjacent, just like they are in the countries where they're from. True. So like, well, we, we'll be happy to play number two. We'll, we'll fight the Asians for number two. Well, that's what and, I mean. It's like, you know, so if that's what's going on, if you have all of these, you know, uh, subgroups of the Latin X uh, mm-hmm. diaspora in America, you know, battling it out for model minority, that is with, uh, you know, Asians buffer, and buffer, and cla- buffer classes Indians and East Indians. Is, is, is a term meanwhile, yeah. you know, meanwhile, there's still the struggle for racial equality for Black American Black citizens going on. Um, you know, meanwhile, you know, you got the militarization of the police continuing. You know, y'all saw that story about the feds where uh, stockpiling yeah. weapons to make you feel like your skin was burning and yeah, they, it's the, like a it's like a radiation um, shield like yeah. on the mount. It's and, mounted above a Humvee, and they were going to use that. They were going to use that against peaceful protesters, citizens. You know, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that America can't come back from kind of the debacle uh, that it's in right now, but it seems to me like a tall order. Seems well, remember during Kent State, they, they murdered white kids at, from from the rooftop, the National Guard, protesting True. Vietnam. Came back and, from that. Well, but, you know, what was the comeback? They just got everybody to settle down, you know? Uh, Reagan lowered the taxes or did a, you know, pulled a fast one on people, made them think the taxes were lower, get a few more jobs and people settled down and said, oh, you know, they got involved into different places. So I, I don't know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. You know, that was, we've got the, we're, we're in this battle for, you know, this existential battle for the, um, the soul of the country, right? Are we going to be a country with that, you know, pursues rule of law? Or are we going to be a banana republic where the Justice Department goes after the president's enemies? You know, right now he's going after education. Um, The uh, Department of Education is suing, or not suing, but investigating Princeton because the president of Princeton admitted that racism is is inherent in the college, the higher education um, uh, community or the the whole, you know, scheme of, of college education. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> Bessie uh, DeVos uh, is... Uh, uh, duh. I yeah, mean. but but Bessie DeVos is now using that as a pretense to investigate and, and punish Princeton. So, I mean, you know... I mean, that's and, and Donald thing. Trump makes a speech today uh, talking about how they're going to go after, you know, they, they're, pursue, they're pursuing this policy of patriot patriotic education. That's just where I was going. (laughs) Right. They're going to go after anybody who's teaching the 1619 Project. And he says, oh, uh, the left is telling our kids lies about America. Well, I mean, he wants a more patriotic education. The the education has always been patriotic. You know, what do they call, you know, the George Washington chopped down the cherry tree and all those bullshit lies. That they tell about the you know first few presidents. George Washington never told a lie, Charles. Charles. Oh yeah, that's right. He never told a lie. I I distinctly remember hearing that bullshit. And and reciting it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean it's always been like that. And then even the 
the sins that the 1619 project talk about, you get maybe a paragraph about slavery. Maybe. Uh, Half of maybe. No, no, no. What I'm saying is the way it's taught in school. Oh. The way slavery or. You well, know, no, they're teaching the 1619 project so that they can go in depth in. Well, American I know that. Chapter. What I'm saying is they, the thing that he's bitching about, we've all, like, we've always had this patriotic, hiding slavery education. That's my point. It's just, it's is just that changing now. Now, now, if you try to to cut against the grain of that, of what's always been, you know, the, the kind of education we had around Black issues and racial, America's racial injustice past, now, you, they are bringing the weight of the federal government down on your on your head to prevent you from doing that. That's what I'm saying is that you know it's it's one thing to um, for that to have been the traditional way that you know uh, the story of, of American genocide of the Native Americans and and chattel slavery it was just suppressed right they just omitted it right the cherry mm-hmm. tree. You never told a lie. Those damn Thanksgiving cartoons. You know, seven years ago, and and you know, all it was all good. But now, when when you got a contingent of people saying, "No, let's let's tell the full story. Let's tell the whole story," um, you're having this backlash from the white supremacist community saying, you know, the white privileged community saying, "No, we won't we won't stand for you to tell the truth." And you know how do you what what happens in the future if you've got a, uh, in a you know almost half of the country railing against doing the right thing? How does the society go forward? You know half the country doesn't want to wear a mask because they reject science. You know I saw I read an article that fewer Republicans report that climate change is a problem and is man-made today than did 12 years ago. Like they're going to kill us all because they just, you know, they're so married to that white privilege that they can't, you can't, well, you know, they're yeah, completely divorced their, from facts. That's their daily bread. I mean, I went to the, I had to go to the market today to pick up something. And the sign definitely says mask required. I saw several people in there with no mask on. Yeah. Majority of people had them, but there were certain, and I was white people did not have masks on. And I was like, you, you read the sign, didn't you, before you came in here? And, and that's, you know, so, so you know, how can you get a hold on the virus with people like that? How can you get a hold on the virus? should have made them get the hell out of the, uh, yeah, out they of the supermarket. You know, but how are you ever, you know, how are we going to get a hold? How are we going to use this vaccine effectively if, you know, the anti-vaxxers are running around saying, you know, they won't, they won't take it. How are we going to, you know, um, to uh, adapt to these extreme weather events if people deny the science of climate change? It's just, you know, how can, how can you ever have racial justice if people won't tell the truth about the country's history? Yeah, and it's so funny, you know, Trump's people were, uh, where were they, in Germany or somewhere, not doing shit. contribute to anything uh, probably broke as a joke and um, while we were building this shit yeah but you know working 18 hour days and you know and and benefit from it 
Right, and take advantage of federal programs and become billionaires in two or three generations. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you get what you get. What my point is is that whether Donald Trump is is given another for another term or not, and I say given because he wasn't elected last time, not duly. Um, so likely to not, if he gets another four four years, it's likely to not also be duly elected. But I just, what I, I don't know what kind of place this is going to be when, you know, the things that, America's always been hypocritical, but mm-hmm. it was reliable for certain tenets, like, you know, we support the troops, that kind of stuff. But MAGA is cool with calling people who serve suckers and losers. You know, they it used to be that, you know, America was was known as the, the vanguard of, of science. But half the country now doesn't believe in science. Well, yeah, they took it's, emphasis off that in in the school. So, you know, what they think, you know, was gonna happen. Um well, after a few generations of that. Well, and therefore the decline of the American empire. Because, I mean, you know, they talk about, you know, um, not American superiority. That's what they meant. Exceptionalism. Exceptionalism. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't have that if you, you know, you don't have music programs in the schools, you know, you know, people got so goddamn greedy yep. to not want to give, you know, give up a lot of that stuff you got to pay taxes and the tax money has to be spent a certain way uh to maintain it so they just let the shit uh, uh empire in disrepair that's what it is mm-hmm. and it just uh you know for my lifetime america's always been pretty much like i said the you know the hypocriticalness aside it's always been the vanguard of everything and i'm not sure how i feel about watching staying in the country it, watching it slide into mediocrity because some people are so married to the idea of white privilege that they're willing to burn the country down rather than share it even if that, america I, became mediocre more mediocre than it is now what what other nation surpasses the united states out of curiosity in well, China comes to mind, but in in any particular front, are you asking? No, compared like is in a global way. What other country would be better than the, than the United States? Even if the United States in our lifetime began to falter more than it is right now, I would say I, I would say Western Europe, where they're where? democratic socialists. With Brexit. Oh. Well, not 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 the UK, but the the uh, Slavic, countries. The, the ne- no, not the Slavic countries. Not the Slavic. The uh, but uh, the Netherlands. The yeah, the Nordic countries, Germany. Um, what is their group called? Even France. Uh, Scandinavia. Uh, yeah. No, not Scandinavia. No, the, it's not the EU. It's the. I thought it was the EU. I didn't know there was another term. No, they have another one. Representing what? Those countries. I can't think of the name. Um, 
uh, Nordic and Scandinavian, but um, democratic socialist. Yeah, never mind. Cool. All right, but but uh, you know, just in terms of you want to be somewhere where the population, or at least speaking for myself, you know, I want to be somewhere where the population does not mind making those investments in, in people. Well, see, the thing is, they're not concerned with maintaining an empire. All money goes to maintaining hundreds of bases all over the, all over the world. Well, that's not the problem. The problem is we don't tax our our citizenship enough. You know, there's more than enough. If we were still taxed at the Eisenhower rates or the, the Kennedy rates, um, when Eisenhower was president, which was what the fifties, uh, mm-hmm. the marginal tax rate on the top income the wealthiest people in America was 90%. So, you know, above a certain amount, you were giving 90% of that that money back to the federal government. And that was, you know, during the they, America's golden age when they were able to invest in science. That's why they were able to, fuel, you know, fund NASA to get to the moon and, you know, the public education and build all these towns and, and infrastructure. And the in, interstate you know, the, system. Right, exactly, the interstate system. And you know all of that, and we won't do that anymore, right? We need broadband put across the country. We won't do it. We need high-speed rail. We won't do it. You know the the money is out there. The the, the marginal tax rate right now for the top uh, the wealthiest people in the country well, is thirty six percent. The money the money is going so people can buy not one but two or three Bugattis, which are millions. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Rather than you know, um, reinvest, re, reinvest in that money. So uh, that's, you know, that is, it's really troublesome because when you look at wealth inequality in America, it is, it's, it's really bad. It's staggering. I, you know, I was, I was, uh, the Apple event was what, Tuesday or so? And um, I have an iPhone 7, uh, it's, you know, in pretty good shape but it's a little bit on the fritz so i started you know planning my next uh cell phone purchase and i thought oh okay maybe they'll announce an iphone 12 and i'll and i'll get that right and i know that's going to be a thousand bucks you know okay fine so um i look at the uh keynote and unfortunately they did not announce uh the iphone 12 yet but they made some upgrades to the apple watch apple watch series 6 and they got this thing called apple one coming out right which is a bundle of all their services, the, the uh, iCloud, uh, Apple TV, um, you, you know, Apple Music, a couple other things. And they're introducing something called Apple Fitness. And then they've got a subscription model. I think the lowest tier is $15 a month, there's $20 a month, and it's $30 a month. And I would love to get Apple Fitness, you know, get an Apple Watch and get Apple Fitness. But a $30 subscription, actually represents enough money to my monthly budget to make an impact to some you know to be something where I have to pause and think about is that is that a, a commitment I can make for you know an unending unending commitment I can make forever and I just looked at that and I was like can poor people afford this like you know I'm barely hanging on in the middle class uh, and you know thank God I, I have some help um, in the form of my parents, but I look at some friends that I know and, and you know, a friend there, I have one friend who has a small child and she does not have Wi-Fi. She can't afford it. 
Mm-hmm. So what's happening to her little daughter? She's being left behind. In school? She's a school age kid? She She's old enough for kindergarten this year. Okay. I noticed and, one of the initiatives that I've seen school districts do for kids like that is that, you know, all these school districts are giving kids their little Chromebooks mm-hmm. to use. Mm-hmm. They're also giving them little MyFi's as well. Okay. Okay. So Thank God. Chromebook. But that's the... That's been the solution in uh, a lot of school districts to bridge that gap. Thank, thank God, because you know you've seen stories. You may have seen stories in the news that during the pandemic, while the schools were closed, you know certain poor kids were Homeless having to kids. like go sit free. outside of Taco Bell or Starbucks to get the free Wi-Fi. Yeah. I mean that's pathetic. This is the richest country. We we have okay. So so you know the 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 lead that's buried in that story about um, the uh, federal officials, law enforcement officials looking for heat rays and, and, and you know, laser eyes and whatnot, was that we have that technology and we have the money to create weapons like that. But we're letting our children go without the basic fundamental building blocks for you know, in, in order uh, that you need to be educated in this yeah, where you, day and age. You get uh, innovation. That was one of the right. one of our hallmarks was innovation. Right, investing in the National Institutes of Health or NASA or you know anything else. But the reason we have the freaking internet is because of the investments the American government made in defense. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we still make the investments in defense, but. I don't know. I'm just. It's it's very, it's very disheartening to me to see what, and and like I said, I trace this back to uh, half of America's obsession with white privilege, and they just refuse to give it up. And so if it means it's just like back in the uh, civil rights days um, in Alabama, uh, you know, the decree went out, the court decreed, okay, you can't segregate the public pools. And rather than share the pool with the little black kids in the community, the white folks said, we'll just fill the pool in with concrete. Fuck it. Nobody gets a pool. That's how much we hate the idea of sharing with black people. We'd rather give up the thing that we love and just kill it for everybody. Nobody gets it. And that's what they're doing with the country as a whole. And it's, it's very, very sad to me. Period. <laughs>